0: Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their five thousand dollar a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just uh, they just made it so it's a little bit easier to make some money.
1: Yeah, I mean they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays.
0: It's pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it. Uh, they're offering credit card processing for one point nine nine percent or ten cents a, a swipe, but. And what's cool about that is
1: that they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know
0: I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah. You know?
1: So they're going to give it to you free and then
0: only charge you 1.99% per- with... Uh, 10 cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you can't do that. You can't beat that at all. Um, and also what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the, uh, you know, the, the, the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's Can't a, get easier than that either. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your, uh, all your papers right through there, right? Yeah, you all know, your inventory and everything. It, you know, all major credit cards are accepted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called, the rock stars. the rock stars. So you still have the love, same. Love the
1: rock stars.
0: The rock stars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, and so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so, I mean, literally getting paid just got a little bit better. Yeah. And then
1: for uh, more information, just visit SchedulicityCares.com to find out
0: uh, more information on getting paid. cares. Hey, hey. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, it's my best bud. Tone, what's up, man? What's going on, best bud? Best bud. What's up, best bud? How do you be, brother? Awesome man! So, uh, once again, we have to thank uh, Premier Philadelphia for bringing us out, and Salon Centric. And Salon Centric, Salon Centric, put us in their VIP room, which uh, has allowed us to kind of do our podcast thing this weekend.
1: Yeah, we truly appreciate both them for uh, allowing us to do our thing.
0: Yeah, it's incredible, really. All right, Just, we're winding down, man. I know we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pump up. We gotta get, we gotta get our bang on. So we can, uh, so we can bring the energy up a little bit. I, yeah. Hey uh, so uh this is actually our second attempt at this podcast. We tried it once before but somebody's internet sucks.
1: Yeah, she was driving, she was driving in the mountains and the hills and uh kept Which is good cause she's in from out, the, in uh, and out.
0: Yeah, she's from the mountains and the hills, right? right. <laughs> True. We'll get, True. we'll get into all that though. Um so today our our guest is uh Melinda Keener. I always feel like I'm going to mess that up. Mess that up, but um, but yeah, like I said, we, we we tried to sit down with her before, and we just couldn't get a good internet uh, connection. So um, I'm excited that uh, that we were both available to do it. Um, you know, this weekend. Yeah. So uh,
1: we uh, like again. I mean, you you brought it up. Uh, she has a pretty cool story. She had. Th- it's a story that I think a lot of people can relate to. A hundred percent. Right. And uh, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know. You find some inspiration and and find some you know there's there's always hope there's always you're always going to face challenges and struggles and, and you know what I mean and it doesn't mean that that's where where it ends you know what I mean it, right it, that can be where it begins and so I'm I'm totally looking forward to getting back into her story
0: let's do it man shall we yep so Miss Melinda Keener welcome to your day off
1: hey
2: y'all what's going what's on What's up, buddy I mean just chilling <laughs>
1: <laughs> after a long day. Yeah, uh, right? we, should have her, we should have had her and Jess D talk to each
0: other. I know, right? <laughs> that would be great. One with a Philly accent, one with a Carolina the accent. Oh, oh, God, oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I try to do those
2: accents from other places and I'm
0: terrible at it. That's exactly what Jess said, actually. <laughs> I can't do it. You can't do it? You but can't do it. do it like a British accent?
2: Uh uh-uh. uh. Try. Nope. It, I can't. I don't what 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 should I say? Give me something to
0: say. Uh welcome to your day off. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Just try. Let's see. Let's hear what. It, let's hear. Give what me an
2: example of what it sounds like, because right now I'm like having a brain fart.
0: No, I mean that takes the fun out of it. Welcome to your day off. <laughs> there you go. Oh, are, we, are we in England? Right. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so much fun. That's so dog. I mean, so what, uh, where, uh, where are you from with that accent with, with your real accent, not the one that you put on. Oh,
2: my regular talking. Um, I am from a small town in North Carolina called Goldsboro. Um, I'm about an hour east of Raleigh. I don't 45 know. minutes if I'm going, you know, faster than the speed limit.
0: But
1: faster than the speed limit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's probably no traffic jams, right?
2: I mean, yeah, there is. I mean, like going to Raleigh.
1: Like 10 cars, 12 cars? Hush. Hush. <laughs> we have a lot.
2: We have Teslas. That, some people drive Teslas where I live.
0: Right. What? They could probably really drive them, too. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Open them up and boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, yeah. You know it does I mean? like that. <laughs> I didn't even realize they had electricity in North Carolina. Stop. To be able to plug in the Tesla. We still use outhouses, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so
1: awesome. So is that where you, are you still in North Carolina?
2: Yeah, I am. Um, I'm still there. I was born in Wilmington which is obviously bigger. So whenever you say Wilmington, people are like, oh, yeah, I know where that's at. And then you say Goldsboro, and they're like, mm. mm-hmm. But, yeah, I moved to Goldsboro because my mom's family was from that area uh, when I was about five, and I've been there ever since.
0: Is there yeah. a college in Goldsboro?
2: Um, we have, okay, so we have a community college. I mean, that's good as was going to get, but we have Mount Olive College. It used to be Mount Olive College, but now it's Mount Olive University. It's about 20 minutes from where I live. Um, but if you like Mount Olive Pickles, Y'all know what that is? Mount Olive no.
1: Pickle. What? Yeah, you see see them all over the place. Yeah, they,
2: they're oh, like it with a green top. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's from my hood.
0: Oh, you're the you're the pickle queen.
2: I mean, they do have a pickle princess, but I was never. <laughs> <doing that>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't do that. No. Is, that like, is that like a homecoming queen or something?
2: I reckon I don't know. I've never even been. They have like a whole festival and everything. It's I ain't never been float. like a pickle yeah. festival. Yeah, I ain't
0: never been there. You've never been. You've never even like witnessed the pickle. <laughs>
2: Mm, inappropriate. Um, no, I've never, ever, 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 ever been. Wow.
0: Well.
1: I
2: don't enjoy <laughs> things like
1: that. But you, where you yeah. were born, Wilmington. Uh, yeah. The, we go to this beach called Wrightsville Beach right outside of there. We really like that beach.
2: Yeah, um, Wrightsville's nice. Carolina
1: Beach, uh, no, but sorry. Wrightsville's really nice. Curry Beach is nice, too, south of uh, right uh, Carolina. And you
2: said it correctly. I'm really proud of you for that. Thanks. Because so a lot was, of times people say Kerr.
1: Curry, or, that's what I said at first when I was in this uh, little mart. He goes, it's curry. had yeah, to get
2: real offended. Like, like okay, real offended. Curry.
1: Curry. <laughs> You'll be saying that for the rest of your life. Yeah.
2: How do okay. they spell it? It's K-U-R-E. Yeah,
0: or R-R-E. I can't remember no, it's just it. one R. Is it? Yeah.
1: yeah. So we've been in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Curry. Yep. It's Curry Beach.
0: Curry Beach. Can you get curry in Curry Beach? No, different kind of curry. <laughs> 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 different kind of curry. <laughs> Melinda, how did um, how did you get into hairdressing?
2: Um, well, <clears throat> honestly, like coming from a small town, you know, you're told basically like you'll never make money doing hair, and mm-hmm. I don't, I never even thought about doing it. Um, I really thought I'd be doing something in the medical field, um, because that's what I had always grown up thinking that I had to do from a small town to make money, mm-hmm. um. And I took a semester of anatomy and physiology and about threw up. So I was like, I'm definitely <laughs> not cut out for that.
0: What made you throw up? Like the graphic nature of it or just how I, like, difficult the class was? No,
2: not how difficult the class was, but just like dissecting things and like uh-huh. blood and uh, I can't do it. You know. <laughs> and so I can't, I remember coming home and I was like, mama, I can't, like, I literally can't do that and at all. And she was like, well, like, why don't you get into hair? You've always been so good at hair and makeup. And I was like, Mm-mm mama I'm not disrespect trying to be disrespectful because I want trying to get my tail tore up but I was like mama I never even got regular haircuts and I never did my makeup um and I needed my lip waxed at like 15 and and ain't nobody ever told me so like I, I don't think that's a good idea but I went and um ended up loving it and here I am 17 you know years later and all basically because of my mama telling me to do it you know she's i mean she's my biggest supporter but i would have never even thought that i'd be doing what i'm doing
1: now that's pretty cool because most parents that we've heard on the podcast are like uh kind of against it like y'all you're not gonna amount to anything it's a it's Mm -hmm. a no nothing you know Mm -hmm. and here you are you have a a mom that pushed you toward it oh yeah that's i mean that's pretty cool
2: oh she's real proud of me i mean All over her little Facebook because you know she's she's seventy one. She just turned seventy one, and she loves the Facebook like loves it a lot like a whole lot like post everything like every five
3: minutes. (laughs) And so
2: she'll be like, "I just want to you know thank God for my baby. She's just doing it. She's doing big things, and yeah, so she is my biggest supporter. She's
0: how soon into hair school did you know like this is it? I mean, was it the first day or did it take a couple months? Um,
2: I mean, I remember being in. I remember being in like our beginners. Cause I went to a technical school. So I remember being in beginners and just being like, wow, this is like really cool. This is like really legit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember them asking us like what our goals were, what, what would we want to do, um, later on in our career. And I remember saying like, I want to be an educator and I'd love to, you know, inspire the industry and someday create my own product line. Um, Whoa. and I never thought that either of those things would come to pass, but I'm educating, you know? And so, um, I, I don't know. I mean, like cosmetology school was kind of crazy for me. That's the reason why I wanted to go into education just because I felt there was like a, there was a lot of things that were lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I get to teach in school. So that's awesome.
0: So you, so do you have a job in a school now?
2: No, I do have my cosmetology instructor's license. Mm-hmm. So, um, Wait, so you need
0: a license for that?
2: To be an instructor, yeah. I mean, in the state, I don't know how it is in other states, but in the state of North Carolina, yeah. So you can go back for like a semester and go and like train or whatever, Mm -hmm. or, um, and then you'll go take your board. So there's a a technical and then there's a theory, a practical and a theory. Um, But you can also do this thing they call challenging the board. You have to do it after X amount of years of experience. And I really, I mean, I didn't have time to go and, sit in a classroom I I just didn't have time so I kind of just bit the bullet and challenged the board and the passing rate is like low like really low and I'm a terrible test taker um never to the ACT never to SAT or anything because I knew that would be a waste of money and I mean those weren't cheap you know um and I somehow went in and I passed with like a 98 on both. Like couldn't believe it. I cried. Like I felt so proud of myself. And um, I actually went to a few interviews in North Carolina. And um, when we started talking money, because the school there wasn't one where I live. So I was going to have to travel at least 45 minutes to an hour. And then when we started talking money, I was like, bruh, nah," You know, (laughs) because it was like, I, I mean, I can make that amount that you want me to make an hour per hour. I can make that in about 20 minutes
3: right you know cutting a
2: man's hair so i didn't do it no but with the company i'm working for now and educating i get to go into paul mitchell schools and all kinds of schools and teach it's very fulfilling and i love it i love students
0: that's pretty pretty awesome yeah what um so when you uh when you first got out of of hair school did you go into a salon or
2: i did um and and
0: you're you're a cosmo not a not a barber right right.
2: i'm a cosmetologist Uh yes Um, actually, whenever I was in cosmetology school, my dad passed away. And so I missed, um, a good portion of, so I think it was my last semester, I believe. And, um, so we can do, we could do internships. Mm -hmm. So to get those hours back that I missed, I ended up having to intern at a salon. And so I ended up going and working at that salon. Um, and it was about 20 to 30 minutes from where I lived and I just wasn't getting traffic. Right. And so I went to a salon in, in my town, um, and everyone does booth rent. Everyone, everybody's booth rent, mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, it's like standard, unless it's, it's a big corporation right. where you're commissioned. Um, so I started out booth renting, and I mean, I have a lot of friends in the area and people I grew up with and stuff. So my mom basically like paid my booth rent for like mm-hmm. first two weeks to a month, and then after that, I paid my booth rent myself. Wow So, But I mean I bought product like every day Because it was like I, I mean I couldn't afford to go And no, no, that makes sense. and buy bulk you know I mean I was like living for the day where I could go do that You know and spend like a thousand dollars at a time And go like once a month you know Or, or like one or two grand a month you know mm-hmm. um, But no I would go every day Like but it was, that's just how it is where I live It's kind of crazy
0: That's crazy I can't imagine going right into a booth rent No way you know
2: now that i'm further along in my career like i i can't i can't imagine it either honestly and after i owned a salon i gave people opportunity to do commission i mean because not everybody can do that i mean you're not going to come right out and be able to make that but our the the average because i don't own a salon anymore but the average is is pretty low compared to other like booth rent average like per week is pretty low compared to other areas you're talking about
0: like
1: your rent yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. It's
2: pretty light compared to other
1: areas. How long were you in the industry before you? You said you opened up a salon. You bought a salon. You.
2: Um. When I moved from that very first salon and, and went to the salon where um that was in my town, I was there for about three years. I booth rented for about three years, and then um I purchased it, and yeah, <laughs> yeah I purchased it and um I had booth renters. I had like you know uh, the salon suite concepts like hadn't come out yet. You know right. what I mean? That, yeah. that was, like, forever ago, but yeah. we all had our own, like, salon suites. It was, like, the perfect setup. Right. You had your own room, so it was, like, awesome. Um And so I, I purchased it, and I owned it for, I owned that one for about three years, and then I made, like, I I built my own um, from, it was a building, but I had to do all the, like, upfitting and all that kind of stuff, and I, I did that one, and I had that one for, maybe like six or seven years I think uh-huh. and now I'm at home I have a salon at my house I've been there for two years and it's like the best
0: thing I ever did so you've never really kind of worked in like a normal commission type um salon. wow that's crazy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like that's like th- that's foreign to me that you haven't done that yeah, you know
2: it is I mean and it's just not a thing where I live you know it's, right. it's just not
0: I wonder, wonder what creates that and stuff but
2: well mm. I think because like I know where I live it's because it is such a small town I think that the concept Of the commission That whole thing right. That's a lot of money For someone to put into it You know what I'm saying Even though the the return You're going to get the return But I think it's just easier For people in that area Just to do like booth rent Like they don't want to do the commission There's The owners I mean they're just like Not nah, just the own thing <laughs> That's just how it is I think <laughs>
0: I mean for real. Right. <laughs> That's cool. So so when did you um when did you really start to get into like education? You know, not like, like the foundation stuff, but like, you know, for the industry overall.
2: Um, well, uh probably I think maybe about a year and a half ago, I think. Um, from the power of social media from Instagram or whatever. I kinda like linked up with people and first started working with design me hair mm-hmm. and um whoop whoop. whoop and uh whoop. <laughs> and did platform work, um I hadn't been to a hair show in ten years um all y'all's faces when you look at me whenever I say things are oh. hilarious <laughs> um but it's just the truth I hadn't been to a, a like a show in ten years, and then I got on with them, and they were just like, uh hey, do you I, well, I went and met the c e o Sophia. I went and met him in mm-hmm. d c um f- to promote a class with myself Don Godfrey and uh, uh Sarah Lou who's hairstylist michelle and so i went to go meet him to see if he'd sponsor our class and i went and i don't know i think he liked me and said i was cool and he asked me to work at uh, chicago and i went and i did it and uh, did platform work for the first time i'd never done it That's hilarious. and i was just i felt like a fish out of water but i wasn't i mean it was kind of like an eye-opening experience like you know
1: were you nervous
2: not really no i mean i i mean i was nervous like to an extent but i just kind of live by the motto of like just being yourself and I feel like that's what attracts people to me, I guess, because I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm very transparent. So I did that and I did, uh, Orlando last year. I did Philly last year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and for- go ahead. Okay. Um, and then when we did our class, when I did my class in Raleigh, um, our Pixie social class, Pete, uh, Thomas from mm-hmm. Hanzo was there and. Had said something about, like, I'd love to have you on our team, and I was like, Bro, yes, I'd love to be <laughs> on your team, like, I for real would because cutting is my thing, right? And um, yeah, like, it never called me, and so I was like, <laughs> Okay, psych, obviously, right. you know, they ain't want me, you know what I'm saying. And uh, back in January of this year, uh, I got like a phone call from him out of the blue and asked me to be on Repeat. the team, yeah, and I was like, I'm sorry, what. And uh, yeah, so I mean that's kind of how I got started. It's, I mean that's amazing. I'm super blessed, and I'm like fulfilling dreams. I never thought that like I could, like small town, small town girl. You know, like with a very very uh poor upbringing, doing things. So that's
0: cool. pretty cool. So yeah. how did you? I mean, I mean. Your mom's gotta be—I mean, she's the Facebook queen, so she's gotta see what like kind of what you've been up to. I mean, she must be just incredibly proud of you. She is.
2: She is. Um, I yeah. told you to
0: start hair school. Yeah.
2: You know, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't take credit for it. I mean, bless her, she don't even do her own hair half time. But, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, she is like super proud of me. You know, and I think growing up, um, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. He just wasn't like a good dude. You know, and so my mom was always the positive Patty and, um, you know, basically told me and my brothers, like, do whatever you want that makes you happy. Money will come when it comes. And I live by that, you know, and, and she's just, my mama lives with me. I mean, my mama lives in my bonus. My mom, like, worked hard do for us. you live with her or does she live with she you? She lives with
0: me. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, My mama worked real hard for us. And, uh, I mean, there were times I remember, like, my mama, we would be eating and my mama would be, like... We'd say, Mama, ain't she hungry? You know, don't you go eat? And she was like, no, I'm not hungry, but it's because we didn't have enough. And my mom worked. I mean, like, not W-O-R-K. Like, it's W-E-R-K. Like, my mom worked. And it was just, like, still never enough, you know? And um, when it came time for her to retire and stuff like that, like, she moved in with me. My like, She don't pay bills at my house. I mean, she wants to, like, pay for the trash pickup and stuff like that. So i let her, you know what I mean? She helps with my kids and You know, that my mom, like, did everything for us, and there's no reason why she should have to pay for anything Mm. at all. 'all, Y'all, like, for real. Like, I can't even.
1: No, that's good. I mean, I I, I feel you. Yeah. You know, that's how much love you have from your mom. Oh, yeah. She she sacrificed so much to to give, you know, everything she had to you guys. You know she I mean? did. And you're just paying it forward to her. I mean, you you know, Mom, it's time for you to relax.
2: Yeah, and that's what she does. I mean, she'll be like, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And she'll go upstairs to the bonus room <laughs> and just chill, you know. And, I mean, you know, she worked a lot. Like, she wasn't – I was a cheerleader and stuff like that, and she did everything she could to pay for that kind of stuff. My brother played sports, and she did what she could, you know. Um, but it, she wasn't able to be very involved right. because of having to work, you sure. know. And, and I know that – as a parent now for me, it's kind of like, man, you know, I want to have something to show for like all my work. And, you know, I look back so many times for her, it's, it's kind of like she didn't have a lot to show for it. And, um, and she didn't get to go to our games or whatever. I mean, she tried, she didn't get to go to all of them, but now she's very involved with my kids and I wouldn't trade that for anything. I've told her so many times, like mama for real though, like, I would rather you take this time with my kids and invest in them. And she invested in us, but I would rather her take that time with my kids and be with them than I, you know, I would have whenever I was a kid because it means more to me to see her with them.
0: I think you're kind of like, I mean, whether you know this or not, I think you're kind of giving her that too, right? It, like, like at this point in her life and with the support that you're giving her, um you know, now she's able to be the mom that she probably always yeah. wanted to be, certainly emotionally, you know. Yeah, she says that, you yeah. know, and
2: sometimes my kids prefer my mom over me, and I'm like, bro, like, I birthed you. <laughs> like, come on. Like, that don't matter. Yeah, you know, and... And I'm glad that she's able to do that. I mean, she's retired, but my mom loves to work. I mean, it's kind of, she instilled all that into us. And even after she retired, she was like, I'm going to retire and I ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> and then about four months, she was like, I'm bored. <laughs> and she had been volunteering. And so she works for, um, she's a volunteer coordinator for a hospice um, agency.
0: Oh, glad glad you picked a late job in her right. retirement. Home. But you know yeah. what, though?
2: There's things that people do that is meant for them. And that's the thing that my mom is meant to do, like, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about my mom, like, ever. I mean, obviously, they ain't going to say that in my face because, like, I slapped somebody in the throat. But, I mean, <laughs> like, there's never, ever been anything ever negative said about her. I mean, she's just a good woman, a very good woman.
1: Does your brother have the same kind of relationship with her?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we all do, like, both of my brothers. And our work ethics are the same because that's what we saw. I mean, my dad hardly ever worked. He
0: was not, you know. um, but, mm, yeah. Was he, was he in your life, your chi- your whole childhood, or was... Did, was they separated.
2: They separated a lot. Like, uh, I wouldn't say he was father of the year by any means. I mean, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my dad basically told me whenever I was a kid that I wouldn't amount to SHIT. Right.
0: And
2: uh, that I wouldn't do anything, you know, and that I'd be nothing. Right. So anything that I do now, I'm like, rub that in your face, <laughs> you know, but no, I, I, like he just wasn't an involved person. Like, I mean, um, I have a lot of confidence. Um, I had to teach myself that mm-hmm. my dad was never that dad that was like, you're so pretty, like anything.
0: Um, and so you're, you're pretty with that mustache.
2: No, nah, bro. Like I couldn't even get that from him. You know, he'd be right. like, girl, you look busted and I, I mean, he was hateful, he was like a douche You know, right. and, and I was like that to both me and my brothers And it's like, I don't, I don't even understand how he could procreate You know, And I, I mean, I'm not being ugly It's just how it was, like, I mean uh, Very emotionally abusive And uh, sometimes physically abusive And um, to all of us mm-hmm. um, And you would think, you know, that would tear me down But I remember being like 11 or 12 years old, you know And, 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 and girls need that From their dad They need that encouragement from their dad because that really sets them up for their mate for the rest of their life. I fully believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never got that from him at all. Um, But I remember at, at like 11, 12 years old, I remember standing in front of the mirror and just being like, you are beautiful. And I would have to tell myself that. I mean, my mama would tell me that all the time. You know what I'm saying? But you, my right. mama, so you're gonna say that anyway. I mean, it'd be butt ugly, and you still think I was cute because I was yours. Right. You know. But um, I mean, I remember standing in front of the mirror and being like, "You are worth it. Like, you are beautiful. You are gonna do big things."
0: Where do you think you got that? Though, I mean, 11 years old. I mean, we live in our insecurity first. Like, like what? What? I I, I guess I I just don't understand how you found that.
2: Um. I kind of honestly got tired of being told I was a piece of shit and I wasn't amounting to nothing. Yeah. And I knew, like, I'm very determined and I'm stubborn as crap and um, opinionated, you know, and honest and just real and raw. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I can do whatever I want to do and I'm going to do it. And uh, even at that age, I mean, I'd always been like that. I mean, I was hard to handle. As a kid, you know, I mean, I never got in trouble or anything like that, but my mouth always got me in trouble, you know. <laughs>
0: Imagine that. And, you know,
2: I, <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was burned from the phone because of his mouth, you know. And so because of that strong will, it was just kind of like, if you ain't going to get any encouragement from him, and I needed it, and I wanted it, you know. Right. And there, were, I wanted to not disappoint my dad. I, I wanted him to be proud of me. And I, I, I mean, I think maybe he told me, Maybe at, like, 18 years old that he was proud of me. for. I mean, I, I felt like that was, like, one of the first times. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he wasn't like, I love you or, you know, stuff like that. He was just, Ugh. And so, it was kind of.
0: What, what did it, you said you were 18 the first time he said that? Yes, because um, okay, I won it. a pageant. Oh, uh, so, like, y- the you mile, wanted to be the pretty. Mount
1: Olive Pickle Pageant? No. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. No, no. No, sir. Nope. Nah. No. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the first time you wow. know? and i think it was just because it was like looks related or whatever but yeah i mean i knew that i was gonna have to like i didn't want to just be i'm trying to find a word i just didn't want to be like everybody else i wanted to be me and i wanted to be accepted for me mm-hmm. and um You know, and I've always been eccentric and stuff like that. There were things that I would do, and he was just like, that's dumb. And sometimes I want to be like, well, you're dumb, you know, but I
3: didn't
2: want to get my tail tore up, so I didn't, you know, sign it. But, you know, I I think I just got to the point where I was like, I'm going to have to, like, encourage my own self, you know. I mean, it it is one thing coming from your mama, but coming from your daddy, and so you're not getting it. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to encourage myself, and it stuck with me, you know. And I have a daughter,
4: and I remember –
2: um, saying like I will tell her every day and her father will tell her every day that she is gorgeous and that she is beautiful because in today's society it is all about image and about what you look like, how much you weigh, crap like that and I cannot stand it mm-hmm. and um, I'm all about body positivity and uh, so you know like with my daughter I'm like you look good, you'll be looking right you know and <laughs> You know, and I think that's just how it has to be. I think that you're, when, you, when you're set up for, you're so impressionable at those ages. And I needed that from him, and I didn't get it, you know. So I had to take care of it myself, you know.
0: I find it beautiful that, you know, you're you, you, at some place, somehow, you found that inner strength, and you found that inner conversation, really. You had that inner conversation with you, and, and like, I'm still kind of bewildered by how you found that, because... It's not really something that I think we do naturally as humans, So what kind of advice
1: would you give to to maybe some young people that are listening or will be listening, uh, might be struggling with self-confidence? I mean, what what would your advice be to them?
2: You know, um, I'll say too, like, I think that people always think that I looked, uh, I had the short hair and I had the confidence and I uh, wore makeup and stuff like that and had my life together and I didn't. I think that, um, you know, you don't ever know anybody's true story, and that's why this podcast is awesome, so I can say what I'm about to say. But um, I think those that are struggling with self-confidence, it comes from within. And no one, no, nobody else's words is going to give you the confidence. You have to give yourself that confidence. You do. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first word in that is self. Me. Me. And, um, and that's why I had to decide, like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And so I would tell everyone, like, if you struggle with self-confidence, go look in the mirror because there's nothing more intimidating and making you more vulnerable than going and looking in the mirror and setting yourself up to say that to yourself. And um, it was hard for me at first to do that. Um, And I think that Especially females And there's males out there that struggle with it too But they don't say it You know Um, Speaking positivity Into yourself in the mirror Is one of the best things that I ever did And I encourage so many people to do that To give yourself That pep talk
1: The the, the beauty about that Is that because All you guys can look at me and I could tell you what I want you to think about me. But when I look at it in a mirror, and you, and you can't lie to yourself. No. You have to be vulnerable. You mm-hmm. have to approach that inner, whatever that is. That, that it's inner not, you. Yeah, that's not giving you the self-confidence, yeah. or, you know, and really pour it out and lay it out. That's
3: beautiful.
2: And I think a lot of times the reason why people have a hard time with that vulnerability, especially in the mirror, is because they're so fixated on the things that have been told to them by other people that that's what they see when they look in the mirror Mm. and to be able to block that crap out and to see yourself for who you truly are and to look in the mirror and be like, you are beautiful no matter what anybody else says. It is hard, but you'll break down that barrier. Do it every day. And I challenge people to do that because it will help. I mean, you everybody is influenced by other people. And the words that people say, somebody might say something positive about me, but if you say something negative about me, and think about it too, like if someone says something negative about you, especially like to you or you hear it through the grapevine, that's going to stick out more to you. The negativity is going to stick out more to you than the positivity.
1: 100%.
2: And so breaking down those walls and those barriers to be you and to be 100% 100% you and to be able to talk in that mirror to yourself is so impactful.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in, in all of you right now just be may, allowing yourself to just not only be vulnerable on the podcast but to bring that to our audience because I know a lot of people struggle with that and but yeah. a lot of people
0: try to cover it up or try to mask it and try to be Who everybody thinks they should be? I think. I think. I mean. I think that's the human experience. I think we do try to mask that, and we do try. I mean, listen. There's nobody at this table that hasn't done it. Yeah. You know. uh, Um. So, again, like even what I said earlier, I'm just bewildered that you were able to find whatever that path was past that. I'm just bewildered that you were able to find that, and just I, I'm really, really uh, amazed by you. And <laughs> thank you. Pretty cool. I'm so glad we uh, we didn't get the other podcast because this is like a totally different feeling. You know, she's not a uh, she's not trying not to rear end the guy in front yeah. of her. Right. Yeah, Trying <laughs> not to get yeah. a ticket. You know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep my clean
2: slate. I never got a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Hey. hey. You know, people think that I that I'm wealthy. Like I carry Louis Vuitton bags and stuff like that. But I worked hard for that crap. Like I, people think I'm wealthy and I grew up wealthy and then I grew up with a silver spoon mouth no I, I grew up in a trailer park and uh like some rundown ones and we used to have to move my mama wouldn't be embarrassed that i'm about to say this because it's just the truth um i mean sometimes i couldn't make rent so we just had to pack up and go somewhere else you know what i mean people think i grew up wealthy i grew up poorthy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like for real right.
1: um to grew up loved
2: yeah hundred percent you know and and you know people are always like money 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 i grew up with no money and i was uh but my i was loved by my mama. Yep. I mean, my brothers used to beat the crap out of I me and teach me how to fight, but they love me too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But, you know, and it is is—it is about that, you know, for sure.
0: Mm. I wouldn't mess with her.
2: I mean, I yeah. wouldn't mess with me neither because I, you know, <laughs> you try to keep that crazy down deep. You know what I'm saying? I don't like bringing that out. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> you know that's, that, whatever.
0: <laughs> but she but she can go crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So we're going to make it a little lighter. So let's get to your social media. Hi. All right. Because you from some, you know, coming from a small town and this is the great thing about social media. We've talked about this on the podcast before. I mean, you can be anywhere now, including a small town and become a big timer and an influencer in our industry, no matter where you are. Before social media, you had to be either in New York, L.A., Mm -hmm. somewhere in in the big cities or, you know, we've talked about it many times. But now you can be Anywhere. And uh and if you put in the work and the effort and and obviously you have the skill, uh, you can I mean you, you can do it anywhere. Yeah. Um,
2: you know, people always say something to me about my social media and about like um how many followers I have and I don't really feel like I have a lot. Like I mean I was in Target the other day and this lady like comes up to me and like I'd seen her before and she was like creeping me and I was like, What the poop is that? You know? <laughs> and so I walk into the makeup aisle and she was like, I and I was like, oh, okay, hey, like, what's your name? You know, like stuff like that. Um, and you know, you just don't really realize the power of it. And then she was like, but you're so funny. Like, you are so funny, and you look the exact same on Instagram as you do in real life. And you're funny, and you're and you're like that in real life. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I wouldn't <laughs> have expected that. Like, you know, especially like someone of your caliber. And I was like, but like, like of my caliber, like I, I'm not anybody like i'm you like i'm I'm the same person like i i mean i'm appreciative of social media 100 percent and where i'm at um but at the end of the day like i'm just me and social media doesn't make me any different than anybody else you know what i'm saying i mean it's definitely made an impact it's given me a platform and i'm extremely thankful for it but at the end of the day like i'm just me
0: did you start when you first started in the uh in the social like like Melinda, like the hairstylist, did uh-huh. you um did you start it like on Facebook or on did you did you have a MySpace?
2: Um, I used to have a MySpace, but my MySpace my back in the day. Um, but I could never figure out how to make like your the music go and like your backgrounds any different, so I just quit, quit with that. Uh-huh. Um, no, actually, I have two really good friends are married. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, they encouraged me to do a blog. Their names are Dustin and Regina Gurley. And uh, they encouraged me to do a blog, and, like, I could never write for crap. I was like, I can't be writing. Like, I, I didn't do good on papers. <laughs> but I, I type and write blogs the same way that I talk. And so then they were like, you really need to do a YouTube channel. And I was like, mm because... The way that my voice sounds, because I am a hick, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing it. And that first video was like 30 to 45 minutes, y'all. I'm not even playing. I was like petrified and it was awful. And, um, you know, but she, Regina was like, people need to hear your voice. You've got some things to say. Uh-huh. You've got things to say. And, um, so I did that. And then that got to be a whole lot. Cause I did in videos a lot, like, especially when you ain't experienced, um and then I started Instagram but the thing is it's like I was just trying to get my like work out there um that that might have been like four years ago and I I mean three years ago I was charging like $85 for a cut and a color so I was trying like a cut and a color Mm -hmm. so I was trying I wasn't making no money I mean I was like making nothing so I was posting my work but I didn't understand it like at all and then one day I posted a selfie and like my phone like died because I didn't have notifications turned off and it was like did like kept going off and I was like what the crap and um from that point forward it kind of occurred to me oh okay well like, people like short hair on females so like maybe this is a thing so that's where I started and then and now I'm here
0: now, now you're here. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm here at this table. I reckon, right. you know.
2: I mean, it's just it's been a whirlwind, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know what
0: I was doing. So when so so back me up. When when did you post that first uh, that first short hair um, picture?
2: Maybe maybe like maybe two and a half, maybe three years ago. I think two, maybe Two and a half,
0: two and a half years ago.
2: Maybe two so, and a half, three years ago.
0: So this last two and a half years has been a ride.
2: It's been insane because I had like I was supposed to be moving into a different salon. The DOT was um, demolishing the one that I was in for a road expansion, and um, I had to build the salon at my house. So I had a lot of changes. So I, I built the salon at my house, and then it was like after that, all the like all the social media stuff started, all the opportunities started, and it was bananas. But I feel like it was it happened the way that it was supposed to. Because I mm-hmm. feel like what I do now, I wouldn't really necessarily be able to work with, um, in like a huge salon. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes right. I feel like it's more competition over community mm-hmm. type of thing, and so I think that it, my path, the way that it, the way that it's gone, um, has happened the way that it was supposed to, for mm-hmm.
1: sure. Mm-mm-mm. I love you, dude. I love you,
2: man. There's a birdie
1: that 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 that. Kind of flies
0: around and says, I, "You have a pretty good voice that you can sing." Oh God, I ain't doing it. Yeah, so, did you like? Did you grow up like singing in like in, in like church gospels and stuff, or mm-hmm. or, 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 or how'd that work out? Mm-hmm. I hear, I hear, you have a
1: uh, an amazing <laughs> voice.
2: Apparently, my mama says that I came out the womb singing. Uh huh. But my whole family sings, so my mama sings, plays a guitar. My brother sings, he plays the guitar and anything else. They got lucky. And then my other brother can sing and then it's like in our family. Right. Um, but yeah, I grew up in church and I sang all the time, sang on the praise and worship team and I went, um I did a lot of talent competitions and you know, would
0: some I would win. Em. Did you ever like, uh, did you ever like try out <laughs> for like, uh, uh, did you ever try out like uh, for Idol or, or, American I, did, or something?
2: I did American Idol. Um, I was young though. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not the process. Like what you see on TV? For show. Sure. Um, <laughs> and by the end of the time, whenever I was there, I just didn't even feel like doing it. So I was just like, la 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 Like, you know, whatever. But it was kind of a thing. Like everybody wanted me to do it, but I really didn't want to do it because I know that when you sign them contracts, like they were trying to dig through your life. And I didn't want, like at that time I was like, I don't want people knowing like you know everything about me.
0: You know oh, what I'm saying?
2: Still. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I was young. I was like, I think I might have been like 18.
0: So, when, so when you're in the car, not talking on a podcast, like what um what what music are you uh, are you singing to?
2: <clears throat> well, a lot of times I'm gonna be singing you know "Shallow" by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, uh-huh. or anything off of that soundtrack. Um, it's a good soundtrack, right? Totally is. Yeah, totally. Um, and Actually, I, I'm not
1: familiar with it. Can you, can no,
2: I cannot. Can I mean, I can play it on here for you so you can listen. Oh, okay.
0: No, we can't listen to it because we we'll get kicked off. Oh, but, uh well, but give us a, give us a couple no, bars. No, I can't.
2: <clears throat> Got a little froggy there.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's your pride. I'll <laughs> that's tell you that's your no, pride. That, that ain't that my is. pride, bro.
2: But I'll tell you what, if you go on my Instagram and you scroll down a little bit, scroll down a little ways, there's some on there.
0: There's some, some of you singing? Yeah. What's, do you what, sing, what's, or do what's your sang? Instagram?
2: People say I sang.
0: You sang. What's your Instagram?
2: Hey, Melinda K.
1: Hey, Melinda K. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess yeah. I'll be listening to you on my way home. <laughs> I know, right?
2: Well, it ain't long, so it ain't going to be like a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> like for uh, I guess, I guess so as I like walk clip. out
0: walk out the uh, conference room.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're, not, you're really not going to give us a couple bars? Nope. You know our listeners would love it.
2: They might, but that might have to be another time when they'll have me on here. How about that?
0: <laughs> How about, yeah. Well, you know, you're going to be driving in some mountain town. And I'm not. In I in ain't. I
2: ain't. We can meet up again at another show.
0: No <laughs> deal. That's a deal. Holler. Okay, All so right. uh, so we kind of first met um in Orlando at Premier Orlando. Yeah. And um you were uh you were on a panel with, with, with our boy Gabriel and uh and and, and the moderator of that yeah, panel was boy. was Mr. uh Don Godfrey. Yep. So uh how was uh, how how is Don um how did well I assume he's in your life in some way. Did he uh, yes. did he help coach you and stuff?
2: Um thanks for my tissues, Gabe. Um <clears throat> I pick on Don a lot, okay? Uh, uh-huh. And he doesn't see this side of me a lot. But, um, so what What had happened was, when I didn't know what the poop I was doing with Instagram, um, I reached out to Don, but Don had posted a picture of me, and... It was one that I had taken by a lady um, that I know. And I was like, oh, my God, that man by posted me on there. I didn't know it was a man either. I
0: thought it was a woman. No, I had nothing but like Pixies. But whatever, uh-huh. you know, hey. So it was nothing but Pixies. It was the yeah, first place nothing you but Pixies.
2: Yeah. And so with nothing but Pixies, like, then I, I realized, like, who he was. And I was like, your girl needs some help. So let me reach out. So I tried to, um, you know, get some phone calls with him. So we finally got together. And it's hilarious because Don is just as honest as I am. And he said, I didn't even know you were a hairdresser until two weeks ago. <laughs> and I was like. Is that your Boston accent? Mm-hmm, that's all I got. I that, <laughs> that one in a New York one but basically sounded the exact same. Um, but he was like, I didn't even know that you did hair until two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, I mean, people know you for your selfies. And I was like, okay, like, I'm awkward. Like, I like anytime I've ever had pictures taken, I'm like, what do I do with my hands, you know, and now I take selfies, so weird at 36 years old, but, um, you know, he, we did the, cla- like, we did the first phone call, and it was so funny, because, like, within the first few minutes, that's what he said, and then he was like, I mean, you're gonna need to change your name, and I was like, do what now, right. and he said, you're gonna have to change your Instagram name, because you don't even have, like, hardly any hair pictures on there. It's really pictures of you. And I was like, oh, that makes me sound so arrogant. <laughs> and so, um, my name then on Instagram was hair by Melinda K. And <laughs> so I'm really good friends with Sarah Luhu. She's been a huge impact uh-huh. in my life too. She's
0: kind of look alike.
2: A lot of people say that, ask if we're twins, if we're related or whatever. Um, she's become one of, uh, my best friends and a big sounding board for me. Um, and he was like, why don't you just call Sarah up and ask her what you, like, you why don't y'all come up with a name together? So I like texted her and I was like, apparently Don says I have to have a new name. So I guess that's what I got to do. And so I did. And, um, I was like, what about Hey Melinda Kane? She was like, oh man, yeah, like, that's perfect. That's perfect. You know? Um, so he taught me basically how, basically what not to do and what to do. Mm-hmm. And, um. Kind of how it all works and, you know, being relevant and being myself and being me. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, he's the one that hooked me up with design me.
0: Get out, really?
2: Yeah. But you want me to tell you the story on how that happened?
4: Of course, well, no, 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 we w- don't have to talk about yeah, that yeah, one right sorry. now. Oh, I'm sorry. We what was that, Don? <laughs> <laughs> we can save that one fully. Oh, no. We're going to do it now because I feel like we have a touch
2: of time and I will make it short. <laughs> so, whenever I said that I went and met with Design Me, the CEO, at um, this was at a DC show, we were going to be having our class, our pixie social class me, him, Michelle, and Sarah. He was like, we were on a conference call with sarah and he said yeah melinda i'm going this is like what was it like a week in a week or two he was like i'm going to be going to the dc show so why don't you meet me up there and we'll talk to, um, to Saphir about sponsoring our class and i was like all right cool man so like i'm you know i get it like i'd never been on a trip by myself anywhere like at all right and so I, like, get a plane, I mean, a, a train ticket, and I go to D.C., get this, like, super cute hotel room. And I thought I was, like, living large. And um, Don, <laughs> Don texts me the night before, and I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm catching the early train. So I get up at the butt crack of dawn, and I'm like, yo, bro, you in town? This joker calls me, and I was like, oh, heck no, because I know that this dude is not standing me up. Bruh, he stood me up. He was like, I missed my train. I was like, you do not know me like that. Like, for real? Like, I'm in a place I don't even know these people. And, like, I'm having to go up here and meet some man I don't even know. What if he's, like, a freaking stalker or going to kill me? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I'm done with you. Or whatever. So then, like, I go, I, like, I told Sarah that day. I was like, I, I'm not going. I'm pissed at Don. Like, I'm right. never going to talk to him again. And she was like, well, you still need to go because it's for our class. And I was like, shut up, because she was in Europe at the time, right. I think. Yeah, and she was like, if I was there, I would go. I'm mad at dawn, too. And I was like, let's all just be mad at dawn. So, like, I end up getting dressed and getting ready, and I go, and I meet Sophia and um, it went really well. I mean, he sponsored our class, and then on top of that, what was even funnier, he was, that's whenever he asked me if I wanted to do the show for him. And I was like bump you don i don't need you you know right. so then he calls me that day and he was like how did it go and i was like it was better because you weren't there and he was like oh so it was good that i missed my train and i was like i'm still pissed at you for missing the train so don't try to say that i said but yes because i actually got to talk
4: <laughs> but yeah i mean uh, I, but I the, like but the fact the thing that she didn't talk about was that she got there she was nervous to meet him i was she she pretty much got hired that day to like he had nobody there at the booth either, so he was solo at the booth, so he, she started selling at the show, not even expecting to sell, and she was, Safir was telling me, it's like, yeah, she can sell shit, it's like, she was selling, like, to every single person what like, Adam's house cat, as she calls it, so. <laughs> but it's just like, but that's what he saw, because that was almost like a trial without even really being in the trial, right. because she's like, oh, do you want me to hang, do you need help, i see you by yourself, and
2: well, because I didn't have anywhere to be though, like I like my train wasn't leaving for another three hours, and I didn't have anything to do. It wasn't like I knew anybody. So, and
4: so apparently, she, she got selling, stood up. She was selling tons and <laughs> tons. Stood of up. Pro- yeah, I mean, she was selling tons of product. That yeah, day, so. I
2: was because I was like, I mean, I don't have anything to do. Can I just hang out? I mean, I know we just met, but like, can I just hang out? I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. I ain't good at selling nothing. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I can stand here and just talk to him about the product. Like, I'm good with that. And he was like, Yeah, totally cool. And then like within 20 minutes, I think I'd sold like $500 worth of stuff. And he was like, Um. <laughs> Have you ever done this before? <laughs> and I was like, mm, mm-mm.
3: Mm-mm.
2: no, I mean, I just like the product, so I can sell it. You know, I you're tell you're it. a
0: salesperson, apparently.
2: Well, you know, my mom is in sales, and so is my oldest brother. And I remember saying, like, I ain't never going to be in sales because I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I do now because I work with Hattori Hanzo Shears, and, like, that's part of our thing.
0: That's part of your gig, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Don, so when um, when Melinda first reached out to you about her um, about her Instagram, what what, what what were the fatal flaws that you saw going on with her account? and Be and- nice, Donald. Well, don't m- be nice. This is not the time to be nice. It's the what? time to be honest.
4: The main thing when I first start meeting anyone or I say anything to anyone in regards to the page is I want to look at that page the same exact way the client looks at it. So, like, I don't want everyone's like, oh, did you look at my page yet? And I'm like, no, I want to look at it when I'm on the phone with you on the first call because I want to give you my instant reaction uh-huh. of how I feel that anybody going to your page for the very first time is going to kind of look at it. So, I mean, she had the good content, she had the good value, but the brand name just didn't match to what the pitches was. Mm -hmm. So there's main three things that I tell every single person in regards to social media, you need the brand, you need the great content, and then you need the advertising. So she had the content already that was killing She just didn't have the name that matched the content. So she was able to get to level three really quick Mm -hmm. because that name change and then just mixing in her work at the same time frame, she exploded quick. I didn't have to really spend that much time with her. So we were already at level three <laughs> after the second or third call because then I started giving a massive amounts of features on the Thumbna Pixies, which grew her audience because the Pixie community is huge. Right. Right. And now slowly everyone that started coming to my page didn't just follow for what I posted. All of a sudden it became the Pixie community where everyone now talks to each other. Not just her and Sarah, but Caitlin Hubert that was here yesterday. Yeah. Right. Now there's this boo- whole group of everyone that just chat because they're all, like, trying to become the pixie influences. Mm-hmm. So so just like in the hair world, there's the pixie influence at the same time frame, which Design Me works with and all the other companies that are, that are trying to sell their brushes and stuff like that or whatever right. other brands. I mean, they're reaching out to them to mm-hmm. be like, hey, can you use our product on <coughs> your styling tools? Because they realize that the content photos and the videos are what's selling – because now it's the short hair influences where now she's inspiring so many more people to even get to that next level to have like 5,000. So, kind right. of like with Gabe, like he's got Renee, he's got short and sweet 827 that she's growing huge now too. And it's like she's kicking the traffic back to Gabe because she's doing amazing videos and pitches. But it all started with like, hey, I'd love to be featured on your page. And I'm like, you have good content. I'm like, if I. If I send you some of my swag, do you mind taking content for me? Mm-hmm. So that's where that nothing but big kind of turned into the swag part. Mm-hmm. Where I think Melinda has, has my whole collection. So I do. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you, have,
0: you, you have all the clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every bit of it. I wear that fitting
2: T-shirt like there, there ain't no more. <laughs> It gets washed all the time because I wear it so much.
4: And the fitting hoodie and the fitting beanie and the dumb Thunderbird Pixies and the wicked dope. Mm -hmm. So, everything. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. now she supports me by sending me content photos and making me money because then they're going to buy it because I posted her picture on my page. But
2: I mean, Don and I have become really good friends. Uh I mean, there's not many people where you can actually, I give him a hard time and he takes it um and there's not many times that you can do that you know what I mean um the reason we did our class last year was because um I have lupus and I have RA and um and I had told him like you know dude like um my daughter basically told me I'm gonna have to find something else to do you know I'm like exhausted and I hurt all the time and um he was like no like we're not gonna do that he said we're we're gonna we're gonna do some classes so that's how we got our Class I started because he actually really cares about me. You know, you don't always have that. And, um, and so, you know, we did the class, and that's where um, I met Pete Thomas for Hanzo and uh, got started with them. But honestly, if it wasn't for Don, um, he's like my brother from another mother,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know. If it wasn't for
2: Don, I wouldn't be sitting here amazing and i give him a very hard time and he takes it
4: i mean i'm used to it i'm the baby in the family so i had the older brother and sister that's always just it's been like cracking on me since i was little so sarcasm 101 is something that we have in boston so but i don't give it back because i know i'm gonna get hit worse with yeah (laughs) and and it's so smart it's so smart and
2: he just lets me do it and if i feel like i'm wrong i'll tell him i'm sorry you know i love him um You know, and when you have a strong personality and you are very passionate about what you believe in, um, sometimes it comes off as annoying and he annoys me probably more than most people. Um, (laughs) but I feel like that's how you talk about your family. Right. And to me, he is like a brother and I owe a lot to him. Mm. Um, because I wouldn't be making the money I'm making now, um, because three years ago, I'd never even saw like a comma in my bank account. Wow. Um, and uh, I am I see it now. I mean, I work with brands; it pays my mortgage, you know. And then basically everything I make after that behind my chair is just mine's, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I wouldn't work for Design Me if it wasn't for Don. I wouldn't be with Hanzo if it wasn't for Don and my dream was always doing cutting classes and I'm living it. And he's a huge reason why. And I give him the hardest time, (laughs) you know, but I'm thankful for him a hundred percent.
4: Well, when you kind of look at like the whole aspect of even like where I came from, I mean, I have a lot of the same background. My dad wasn't in the picture when I was little. My brother was more my father figure when I was like a little kid and he was only a year and a half older than me. So, I mean, even when he got married, (laughs) I was the best man. I'm like, you are more a father than me. My own father was. Right. He didn't he didn't go. My mom was on welfare. My dad didn't support us. So it was the same thing like with my mom. She worked um under the table helping this rich girl clean her house. And there'd be days she's we like, oh, we're having craft dinner again. Oh, we're having meatloaf again. It was like the same thing mm-hmm. because we're getting welfare, but it's a matter she made the stuff better. And and she always made sure the same thing. Oh, aren't you gonna eat Ma? Oh, I didn't have seconds Aren't you going to eat. Oh, I'm going to eat after you guys finish eating. But it was the right. same thing. She didn't eat as much. She ate what we didn't eat because she wanted to make sure of the three of us. But So I didn't know her story had the same background of what I was growing up in. But, but the reason I like helping so many of these people is because I had that same story. I don't want any of these people to kind of go through the aspect of what I did as a kid. Right. And if I can get my value in return because I got so many followers and reach, mm-hmm. I want to keep that support, and it's, like, why I come to these shows. Like, yesterday, I sat in Ricky's class. I didn't I didn't want him to see me, but I was hiding, and I was sitting, like, in the third row, but I was sitting next to somebody, but as soon as he saw me sitting in my class, in his class, he's like, oh, there's Don. He goes, I don't know how many people know Don, but Don stand up, and then he told the story about how we met, right. and about the whole aspect of, like what the difference between khakis and khakis is because that's like his joke <laughs> but i get him to laugh and talk about it but but now he's like my best friend and then right. after the class i went up we chatted people give me crap because i cut in line to take a picture i'm like i'm not taking a picture i'm getting a hug mm-hmm. but the first thing he says is i love you bro yeah. and it's like that's but good. it's the same thing i'm not just clients and followers yeah. and friends i become best it's friends with one. these people it's the That I've bang. been known for four and a half years. And that's unfortunately what I'm feeling that's not happening now. That too many people now in Instagram world are just trying to get followers, but they're not trying to get to the point of them meeting people socially wise. That the difference that you see on these shows here, I didn't know half of the people. I don't know their following count, but it's a matter of they're not engaging as much as that they should be. And they're not being as social as the people were two, two and a half years ago, three years ago. So I'm, I'm, don't, I'm, I'm seeing the trends where people need to be more social. They need to connect more. They need to not just watch Ricky, but sit there and talk to him and find out what happened with his accident, find out how he's doing, find out why his voice is, is not better yet because they don't realize what happened to him in November. But I know you guys just did an interview with him yesterday and mm-hmm. stuff too, but yeah. I, I can't wait to listen to that one. But, but, I mean, when I heard about that accident, I wanted to fly to L.A., no I was one. gonna spend my own money to go visit him in the hospital, but I, it just right. I couldn't because of when it was. But it was hurting me to badly be there. when when to not be in LA and be able to visit in the hospital right. and check in on him. But I was getting updates from Bridger on DMs and right. But I mean, it just every one person I help is just they're my brothers now.
2: I'm not your brother,
4: or sister. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. sister, I mean, sister that was from me. another mister, I, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm well, one, I'm, I'm honored to call you a friend, Don, but I'm also I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by, um, by how many people in the industry, especially since you're not from the industry, just how many people in the industry you've helped. And, uh, and, and, you know, the same way that Melinda feels about you, like you said, Ricky feels about you, and a lot of people do. And, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with that other than, you know, th- th- thanks for, uh, for, for, for helping those guys out.
4: It, it just feels like it's become my Why? It it feels like this is what I meant to do in life. This is why Instagram came around and all of a sudden I created this idea. It just kind of, to me, like the opportunities I've gotten because of this, I'd still be selling furniture. If it wasn't for Ricky believing in me in 2015, saying you need to quit your job because you love doing this more, Mm -hmm. and I'm also getting sick of you bitching about your job (laughs) on the phone. He goes, you need to quit and do this and you need to jump. And it was and then I saw that story. I don't know if you saw that video with um the guy from Family Feud. What's what's his name? The guy that screwed up at the Steve Harvey. Yeah. So he did this whole video about jumping that you need to jump to succeed in. This. Oh yeah, 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 sure. So he had a whole book and, and I was playing that in the videos. But it's just like Instagram only gives you opportunities. All it does is give you that first connection to meet that person or a job opportunity or just connections with brands. And then it's what you do after the fact. That second visit is you. Instagram doesn't give you a second opportunity. They're not going to be like you have a bad haircut. doesn't matter how many followers you are. It's it's how you treat that person sitting in the chair if they're going to come back to you a second time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instagram is just the way to get that first connection. And then you have to sell yourself after the fact. And all I can do is get that page to look good. But if I talk to somebody on the phone and their first question is, how do I get followers? I want to get followers the easiest way without having to spend that much time. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you because that's not what I do. I I don't get you followers. I get you opportunities because I can get people to like your page. Mm -hmm. And I keep growing and growing and growing. But it's just a matter of what you do after the fact. That's that's what you've actually done because you've already had that push. And you've already had that different aspect where brands are going to follow you and work with you based on your quality of your work, not because right. you have 30,000 followers on Instagram. Well,
0: Don,
1: uh, well, we, we appreciate you because without you, we would never probably would have met you yeah. and your story is phenomenal. Thank and you. your story, I I mean, literally, cause I mean, as you were telling it, you know, uh, I, I, I can just relate to, and I just, I felt the realness, the rawness, the, uh and same with you, man with, you know, you said you can relate to her, you know, it's, it's, it's so beautiful to see people helping people helping people and you're going back to the schools helping people and that's i mean that's what this podcast is about is what it stands for and we and just you know we want to bring people on bring more light onto the people that that just have that kind of spirit of helping and giving and and you know at any time especially you don you know well,
4: that Carolina class, I mean, I don't know if Melinda remembers, but the speech what I was talking about, why I created it, it was to show my mom that I was proud of her wow. because she's the original pixie is what I said during that class. And I forgot mm-hmm. I did that speech, that part. But as I was talking, it just came out. I'm like, it's she's the pixie of nothing but pixies because she always had short hair. I grew up in an Italian neighborhood where it was known for. I didn't know that people were supposed to have long hair based on my cousins and aunts and uncles (laughs) because that was the Italian look back then was the short hair and and all that stuff. But I didn't, but it was just a matter of it made me click and realize I'm doing this because I want to be, make proud of what she did to give up her life for me and my brother and sister, that she did all this work, that she's, we're all doing stuff now to make her proud at the same time frame.
2: Same. Like I ask my mom all the time, like, you know. I'm like, if there's things that I do that I wouldn't want her to, I mean, at 36, like, I still want my mom to be proud of me. Sure. You know, and I'm like, mama, you're not disappointed in me, are you? And like, I'm not a crier. Like, I'm an emotional person right now, but I'm not a crier. Like, a lot of people are like, the devil don't cry, and I'm like, you're right. But, you know, um, it's, if I cry, like, something's wrong. Like, either, like, I'm hurt, like, I don't cry for physical pain, but, like, if I cry, it's like emotional, if I, if I care a lot or you've really pissed me off and you better watch out. Um, and so, you know, I've asked her before on a couple occasions, like mama, you're not disappointed in me, are you? You know, she's like, it just takes me back to like whenever you were four years old, right?" you know, because you still, you know, you want, I want her to be proud of me and she is. Um, and I, you know, and I relate to that like so much because, you know, I do what I do for my kids. Um, everything I do, like these shows and, uh, the classes that I do and even being behind the chair is for my children to see that you can accomplish any dream that you set out for, no matter what your age is. And, um, and it's for my mama, for Mm -hmm. her to see now, so she listens to this, she'll cry like the whole entire time, (laughs) but, um, because I'm just not an emotional person. I like how she says she's not an emotional yeah. person. just like, right, right, yeah, <laughs> That's you know. Beautiful. But it's because like I don't talk about that much. That's stuff that right. I keep deep,
4: right. you
2: know. And um, well,
4: thanks for sharing it with yeah. us, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and I know my mom's not gonna be listening because she doesn't have a cell phone. She have, <laughs> she, she got a jitterbug. <laughs> right. She doesn't know how I'm making money. The dawn of all social
0: media's yeah, mom doesn't, doesn't have a phone. phone. Right.
4: She doesn't understand what the internet is in the house. So it's she just said, "What's the of, Google? What's right the
1: Google?" That's All right, amazing. as we, as we wrap this up, how how can everybody who's listening how can they follow you? How can, uh, where can they find you?
2: Um, I mean, technically you can find me at my house because that's where I work, but <laughs> I prefer what you don't. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you can find me on social media, um, on Instagram. Uh, hey, Melinda K. And I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it. But so we're just gonna go with the Instagram. Hey, Melinda, hey K. Melinda K. Yep. H-E-Y-M-E-L-I-N-D-A-K.
0: Love it. Love it. Yeah. Mr. The witty pixie. Yeah, Mr. Godfrey, give out your 500 Instagram pages. Make it quick.
4: Um, well, the best way to reach me is on on the fit page, the <laughs> F it, I don't need this page, as it's slowly become. Um, so just F-I-I-D-N-T. So send me a DM on that if, you're, if you have any questions. So... Um, we, I'm still accepting calls. I'm doing less and less, mm-hmm. but there are more longer sessions and then more actually now pertaining towards not just Instagram, but as you know, I've been talking about this week about the value of Pinterest and other brands and not just putting all your boats in on Instagram and thinking, I don't need the other aspects. I don't need YouTube. I don't need any of the brands to be able to get known
3: mm-hmm.
4: because TikTok is like starting to take over for the younger world. But so they can find you room. where? On Instagram. It was the best way, mm-hmm. or or at marketing at gmail.com. dot com.
0: Awesome. Mr. Don Godfrey. Miss Melinda. Thank you guys very very much for joining us on your me.